Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Never Split Up podcast. This is episode 13, and today we are going over our top 10 classic horror villains. How's it going, Anthony? It's going good. This is going to be a banger of an episode, a big one today. Oh, yeah. I've been looking forward to this one for a couple weeks now. Uh, as you guys know, I love my villains, so this is my sweet spot here. Yes. And uh, we're we're going over the classic villains, so just um, a couple disclaimers right off the bat. Um, this is pre-2000s, so any villain right. from a horror movie that's pre-2000 is... Um, is qualified anything after 2000 doesn't count um right. obviously so just keep that in mind when you're listening like no art no megan no new stuff no victor crowley no nothing yeah. after 2000 so we'll get to that eventually we'll get to those modern lists eventually yeah i thought it was important to sp- at least split it up into classic and then modern because if we did everything it would just be i'd have to do like a top 30 at least like it, it would First get of all, crazy. I couldn't sleep over this list. I couldn't get this list down. So if we included that, I would never <laughs> be able to make a list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I guess our, our second disclaimer, it kind of goes without being said, but this is our personal favorite top 10 right. lists. So we're each going to go over our top 10, but this isn't, yes. you know, this like a, a meta list. list. This is just, yes. yeah, this is yes. just our favorites. And, uh, right. So don't hate on us. Yeah. Here. I think it yeah. makes it more fun that way. And, um, I guess a third disclaimer, we don't know each other's lists, so this is going to be a complete surprise yeah. to both of us. So I'm really, I've been really nervously looking forward to seeing what you have on your list and where you have your <laughs> rankings. So that's going to be fun yeah, too. So uh, live reactions. So if you want to see us, watch us on YouTube to see how we react to each other's lists. Yeah, this is going to be, listening. this is yeah. going to be a good YouTube episode because you'll, you'll get to see our reactions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't watch our Chucky episode, I can only imagine what this episode is going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Chucky episode. Yeah, yeah. Anthony was pretty, pretty uh, ticked <laughs> off with me. I think on that one. <laughs> but, Surprise! Uh, I was yeah. shocked. Stay tuned to see if Chucky makes my top ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, before we get into that, I will announce the winner of last week's Never Split Up poll. That was our episode twelve, the menu poll, and it looks like. Anthony won this time. He squeaked by by a few votes. So congrats to Anthony. Uh, he had the uh, the men's not sticking together. That was a good moment. I figured that that would. It's be a actually strong pretty moment. funny because like I had the men. We just pretty much had the opposite. You had the woman, and I had the men not sticking together. So you know, yeah, kind of the same cool. moment because it was the same right. scene, but for different same reasons. Same but different. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. So um, we talked about this beforehand. I guess you'll go. Um, you'll get to pick who goes first. So we're going to alternate between our picks. Right. So you'll have. Uh, it's not really an advantage, but you'll get to pick if you want me to go first or you to go first, and we'll take it from there. And we're going to go from ten to one, just so everyone knows. We're starting, you know, from our least best to our favorite. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sure you have a bunch of honorable mentions as well. So. I can't help <laughs> it. I, it's just how I am. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Okay. Well. Let's get into this because this is going to be uh, quite a episode. Um, I think we're going to really have a lot to say about our picks. So why don't we uh, dive right in right away? Um, we'll okay. we'll do our honorable mentions first. Do you want to um, yes. choose who goes first on that, or we'll just run uh, through each I'm, of ours together? Like I'll go yeah, first, let, and then we you can go just first. Kind of like wing off each other, but I just want to do like I like again. Don't tell me if any of these are on your actual list, but I just have a special shout out okay. to like the true classics. 
because it's hard for me. Like I want to shout out, you know, Nosferatu from Count Orlok. You know, it's a 1922 movie. It literally is the reason why we have a horror genre. Mm-hmm. So we have Count Orlok, and of course the Universal monsters. I just feel like they belong in like a separate list with themselves because it's just so legendary. Like I said, they literally, they're the reason why we are talking about horror today still. So I just don't feel right. Like mixing them in a top 10 because there's another level Like you can say to a five-year-old, do you know who Dracula or Frankenstein or Wolfman are? And you can say the same thing to an 80 year old. And they both say, yeah, of course we do. Like, it's just, they'll never be replaced. So like I said, Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, invisible man, the bride of Frankenstein, the creature from the black lagoon, the mummy. I love these movies. I have them all. I didn't grow up with them, you know, as a horror geek history buff, I went back and I appreciated and fell in love with them, but they won't be on my list, but I just wanted to give them their own shout out because they obviously need to be acknowledged. I don't know how you feel about that. Okay. So, um, uh, so your disclaimer basically is a shout out, but none of them, we're not going to be seeing any of them on your list. No, because okay. I can't put one because they're just grouped together. Yeah. To me, they're grouped together. They're just so classic like they are the ogs yeah so they're on a separate list just in their own ballpark that they deserve okay yeah i i'm uh i'm glad you said that that's a good disclaimer because i don't have a lot of those guys either so okay. um it's yeah. gonna be uh just to let everyone know that like we i know i love them it's just you know to fit them in and pick and choose it's just nearly impossible for me so that's what was a special shout out before even the honorable mentions for me <laughs> Yeah, and again, this is our personal favorites, and while we right. recognize what they did for the genre and how iconic some of those characters are, like, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up on Nosferatu, <laughs> you know, like, right. it's, he's a, I watch it you as, know. yeah, exactly, to appreciate it, and yeah. you know, obviously I watch the, uni- I have the Universal, like, the 30s and 50s mm-hmm. movies, it's just, you know, out of respect, Yeah, but I just can't pick, I can't put Dracula on my list. And not Wolfman or Frankenstein. So you know what I mean? I just it's hard. I can't pick. Okay. No, that that's a good that's a good disclaimer. So you can right. just get that out. So of that's the way. before my honorable mentions even start. <laughs> you shot. already have a list, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um So you wanna do the let's get into some of our honorable mentions. We could uh, go off each other and see. And if my honorable mentions are on your list, obviously don't tell me and vice versa. Yeah, I'm going to try to ride that yeah. line of like reacting to people on your list. Right. But if it's coming up on my list, I'm going to try not to spoil it for everyone else and for you because right. you don't know my list, obviously. So I'm just going to um make some generalized comments on uh, when okay. you when you talk. But right. uh, yeah, you're not going to tell me, oh, hey, that's my number nine. Don't tell <laughs> yeah, me. That. No, yeah. of course not. Yeah, because that ruins the surprise. Yeah. Right. Do you want to go so, first so or do you want to go back and I'll forth? I'll just shoot off. I'll shoot off. We can I'm go sure back there's going to be overlap, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just want to say it's, it was so hard for me not to put these on my, like, it was excruciating for me <laughs> not to put some of these on my top 10. It just yeah. had to be done this way. But my first honorable mention is Annie Wilkes, Kathy Bates from Misery. Okay. What a performance. Yeah. She created the Bitches Be Psycho <laughs> in that movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the scene when she just, oh, what she does with him in the bed with the log and his ankles, it's just unforgettable she won an oscar for this movie for a reason i mean that's Annie awesome. Wilkes is an iconic yeah. yeah she's an iconic character it introduced us to the wonderful kathy bates too i mean she didn't make my list but she's a, she's up there as far as female horror villains go oh yeah she's on my honorable mentions too so this is uh right. this okay, is good cool. um she's iconic i love kathy bates she kind of started the whole uh like talk about toxic fandom 
you know like she did it before it was cool right. you know i'm your number one fan. <laughs> before the internet yeah <laughs> she was pre all that and uh great movie you know stephen king adaptation so and she ad- adapted that character so creepily it's yeah she's and up I there try for me to too. watch it like every couple winters because it's a winter movie and it holds up great mm-hmm. 1990 i think it's a great movie great character um yeah she killed it so yeah that's one of my yeah that, you know, that third act is so her. intense yeah. yeah yeah okay cool so she our owns the whole movie first so we one, have an overlap in our we have mentioned. an overlap okay. yeah um i guess i'll go next right, you should off one yeah. yeah i'll go next um honorable mention for me this is a big one so um you might be surprised that it's not on my list but it's leatherface uh leatherface is an honorable mention um i um I, you know this about me, but I, I just have to say, even though we're going to be covering these movies, I re- I like the remake more than the original for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I grew up on the remake. I think it was, uh, what was it, like 2000? 2003. Four? Uh, three? Okay. Three. That was yeah. four. So I that's like the sweet spot for me. So um, I love Leatherface, but I don't love him in the context of the original. Now, I do like the original a lot, but when I think of Leatherface, I think of the remake version. And I don't know if that's fair or not, but that's just that's just you know my preferences. But he he's still iconic enough to to land on my honorable mentions. Um, that the sequels um get a little wacky, but that original movie, man, from the seventies. Um, I forget what year it was released. Um, you're better with years. Seventy four. Seventy four. Yeah, seventy four. I mean, that just was such an iconic movie, and that um third act was so intense, and the dinner scene, and uh. Yeah, yeah, Leatherface. Uh, he's he's pretty cool. He's got such an iconic look with his uh, skin mask and his chainsaw. Chainsaws are just terrifying. Um, just a terrifying concept. They're so loud and brutal. So, um, but yeah, I couldn't quite slide him into my top ten just because the original uh, the original doesn't. Um, I don't like it as much as the remake, which might be controversial. So I'd love to hear your guys' opinion on that. But he's an honorable mention for me. Dude, uh, this is what we were talking before we started recording, and I said there's gonna be one that people hate that aren't in that is not in my top ten, and it's Leatherface. He's oh, an honorable okay. Too. <laughs> wow, so, uh, there you go. <laughs> and we, I love because wow. you kind of like took a lot of the word, like you took a lot of what I wanted to just say. Mm-hmm. I also prefer the 2003 remake and the 2006 prequel to the original. I love the I love yeah. the original movie so much. Yeah. It is a classic for a reason. He his look in the original is iconic. The issue with me is. Because we're doing pre two thousand, I couldn't include the remake and the you prequel. Can't. Yeah. So I because it's a remake. Know, if it was a sequel, then right. that can be lumped exactly. in. But yeah. And my thing is also with the original, he's scary and and you know terrifying with the chainsaw, but he's almost his family's puppet in the original. Yeah. He's not like I feel like in the remake and the prequel, he's his own. Like he could be killing people if his family weren't there. He doesn't give a shit. In mm-hmm. the original, he's doing it because his family is like tormenting him to do it you know yeah I mean? he's a little more handicapped in the original so right. it makes and it a also less scary i guess in your eyes with the sequels yeah exactly and okay. with the sequels you know the 86 the 1990 1995 the sequels he's so different in each of those movies he yeah. doesn't have a through line yeah so i feel like i couldn't include him because of that he changes so much in every movie i don't have a through line with him so that's you know, a good point too much so uh yeah he's my honorable mention too i'm surprised that you know so we might get yeah. some <laughs> was was that the comment you made about your parents? How they were upset? Nope. Oh, okay. It's a different person. I Not think. yet. Oh, my dad's gonna text me. I hate me. <laughs> really? Uh oh. Shout out to that wasn't dad. so well. I'm I'm in shock that uh yeah okay so yeah Leatherface is so not we're on the, the same exactly. page so far so right. far so good it can only go downhill from here though 
All right, so let me throw off another one. My next one is going to be Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Okay. The actual like killer within the movie. Okay. Because everyone talks about Hannibal Lecter, but yeah. Buffalo Bill, he is. How many memes do you see of him? Like, put the lotion on the skin. Like, mm. it's just, <laughs> it's so iconic, and he's terrifying. When he kidnaps the woman, throws her in the van. His look is freaky when he's doing that dance. Like. Once you get that, once you see that, it's like seared into your brain. So I've never forgot that since the first time I saw it. And every time I watch again, like this dude is like horrifying. When he chases Clarice, like in the basement when it's pitch black, terrifying stuff. So um, yeah, Buffalo Bill makes the cut for honorable mentions. He doesn't get talked about enough. That's a great choice. I I uh I would agree with everything you said there. Yeah. Um that's a that's a unique one because you said it's not the main antagonist that you think of when you think of that movie. I mean Anthony Hopkins just totally steals the show, but Buffalo Bill in his own right. Yeah. He was pretty freaking scary. Yeah. Right. And he's the climax of that movie. I can't help it again. Cause I guess it was the generation, but I can't help but think of Joe dirt whenever I think of Buffalo Bill now, (laughs) (laughs) that terrible movie, but it's just, I love that movie for so many reasons. And (laughs) I think I I might've, he's, See yeah, Joe Dirt before oh, Sounds of the Lambs as well. So yeah, that <laughs> he's well, a like, great villain, it. but I can't help but think yeah. of that scene. Yeah. If you think about like villain wise, like he's kidnapping woman to woman to kill them and skin them alive to create skin for himself. Like that's horrifying. Yeah. He earns his he has a status as a villain. He cool. earns it. Yeah. Well, um going off the same vein, my next honorable mention is Hannibal Lecter. Um, I have okay. him on my honorable mentions. Uh, what more can you say? I mean, Anthony Hopkins, just some of those iconic lines, you know, so sinister looking with that mask. Um, just, I didn't watch this when I was a kid. I watched this. Oh, really? Well, I should say I, I did watch this like probably when I was in high school, but not as a young kid. Um, cause this, this was a nineties movie. Um, I think 91, 91. So it was around my whole life, but I didn't uh, watch it until I was maybe like a teenager. And, um, it freaked me out. Even as a teenager, I was like, wow, that was a pretty power. I, I even knew back then, like how good of a performance he put on and just was so tense and, uh, so iconic. And I think he probably gave me a nightmare or two that, that evil smile he had and, you know, the classic lines, obviously, but, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, Hannibal Lecter. Gotta gotta be mentioned on my honorable mentions. Doesn't quite make the list. Didn't have as much impact as the people on my list had, but he definitely deserves a nod for me. You know what's crazy? I believe in the original, like in Sansa Lambs, the first one, he had like under 10 minutes of screen time and he still made that much of an impact. That's when you know That's crazy. He's a damn good actor and yeah. he's like he earned his status right there. Yeah, I we've talked the, about that before in our podcast, yeah. how like maximizing your screen time and that's what makes a good right. actor. You know, they certainly did. Yeah. And I love how he played off of Clarice. Like he's a smart killer. Like he's oh, yeah. intelligent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he helped her solve a murder on top yeah. of being a murderer. So it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's a good honorable mention. Awesome. All I right. don't know how I'm many total you have, but I guess we'll just go. I have a couple more. I have I, a couple. You have a couple more. Yeah. I have, um, I actually, I might have more than you. I have eight total. You have eight. Okay. I have yeah. four more to go. Okay. So I have like, I have like five or six more to go. So we'll just keep going okay, back yeah. and forth for now. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple I didn't include at all. And, you know, we'll get to that. But um, I have Bruce from Jaws <laughs> as ah, an honorable mention. Wow, because okay. 
I was terrified to go in the pool after I saw Jaws. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how can you not mention Jaws? I know that's not on many people's list because, oh, it's just a shark, but mm-hmm. terrifying. That first one, like, gave me nightmares. As a, I saw it as, like, a three-year-old kid, so yep. I didn't even want to take a bath. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, what can you say? The, the iconic score, you know that we call him Bruce because that's what the crew named him. That's when it said Bruce. Uh, yeah. When they're making yeah, the, the movie, it's a female in the that, movie, but the cast and crew yes. called him Bruce during the yes. filming, so that's what he's kind of known as. Yeah. When you hear that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, it might be the most iconic, like, horror score of all mm-hmm. time. Yeah. But you know Bruce and Jaws is coming. Um, so yeah, just some crazy, terrifying scenes. When he uh pops out on that boat, <laughs> it's crazy stuff. I, I always think I'm like, you can't, when he's sliding into his mouth, like there's no hope left. You know you're just going to get devoured by a yeah. shark. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Jaws makes my list, my honorable mentions. I wanted to put it in my list, but I'm like, oh, I just can't. Because all the other people on my list have so much character. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't put a shark on my list. But he gets an honorable mention shout out. Okay, yeah, um, man, Jaws, like, I, I, I was the same way, I couldn't go into, like, the deep end of a pool without checking it first for so long when I was a kid, and that movie, I have it on 4K, it still holds up, it's one of yep. the few movies uh, I have, I'm not a big physical media guy, um, obviously Anthony is if you look at the background, <laughs> a <little> but, bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have that one on 4K, and it still holds up, and, uh, there, you know, there's a couple scenes where, um, looks a little dated uh, but the fact that uh knowing the um the difficulties they had handling bruce on set and um how difficult it was to get some of those shots um it makes me like appreciate those shots even more even though they are a little dated it it really like as a movie buff i'm like wow the the fact that they pulled that off really incredible and I th- I'm happy they had those then, issues because I think it worked out to the film's benefit to yeah. make it more scary because we don't see him as much. You know, he's in the shadow. We're, we don't see him. So it's yeah. like, what's there? I think it's scarier not knowing than seeing with yeah. the shark, especially. And um, I just think it's so I cool, think, too, that uh, yeah. I know that we're talking about the villain itself, but we got to mention Spielberg and how he started oh, yeah. in horror. Like, that's awesome. How that he created him on the, the map. horror, the block summer blockbuster, and it's yeah. a horror movie. So again, yeah. horror again doesn't get I the really credit wish for he would go back again and do a horror movie. Yep, again, but, he should. Uh, yeah, and I think the effects actually are better than some shark movies we get today. So I mean, mm-hmm. again, this movie is a 1975 movie, like crazy. Well, yeah, and we've talked about this before. I think you've talked about this. It's the fear of the unseen and the unknown. And there's yes. a lot of shar- shots, right. POV shots and stuff. You don't really right. see the shark throughout most of the movie, but it's so exactly. freaking scary, man. Like yeah. that opening scene is like so literally the definition of classic when she goes yeah. swimming in the water and, you know, she just gets pulled down, but we don't see him. Mm-hmm. Horrifying. That's okay. when people say, like, is Joel's a horror movie? I'm like, watch the opening scene. Oh, it's 110% yeah. a horror movie. Of course. <laughs> Who says that? People actually ask you that? A lot of people that? say that. Really? Like, is it a, I'm like, no, it's a they, horror movie. Obviously, they've never movie. seen it because that movie is exactly. terrifying. Yeah. All right, let's keep yeah, the ball so rolling. Yep. Yeah, go let's on. go. Let's keep going. Uh, my next one is going to be Pennywise. To, uh, the uh, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Sorry. Yeah, I blanked for a second. Tim Curry's version of Pennywise, obviously, because this is pre-2000s. Um, I never really had a huge uh phobia with clowns like other kids i never got that phobia but tim curry's pennywise i mean you'd be stupid to not be scared of that guy <laughs> that guy is so scary and uh the movie itself i i, I guess it was technically like a two-part miniseries but i call yeah. it a movie um me too i have issues with the movie itself but th- um this is where it was hard for me on on this list in this episode to separate the villain from the movie 
And how can I not mention Pennywise? I mean, so iconic, so scary. Um, hey, Georgie, you know, like his his line delivery and his smile. You want a Yeah, <laughs> like, so good. Um, but uh, like I said, I didn't really have like a total fear of clowns. So maybe that's why he didn't make my top 10 list. He was pretty close to cracking it, but uh, I had to leave him off, unfortunately. But uh, great performance by Tim Curry. I, I still think that version is scarier than the newer version. I love the newer movies more. I think I like the, the two newer movies more than the original movies, but I love the original classic design of uh, Pennywise uh, for Tim Curry. I'm really excited for the, um, I think HBO is doing a show, like a prequel show. That's yes. going to be cool. Yes. Yeah. Because you know me, I love backstory and I love villains and stuff and seeing the backstory of villains. So that's going to be cool. But yeah, uh, Pennywise. Wow. We are like weirdly like on the same page because Pennywise is also on my honorable mentions. Oh, great. Pretty much for the same exact reasons you said. Okay. I never had a personal fear of clowns, but he is terrifying objectively. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. when watching the movie, and he has some cr- pretty great uh, interactions with the characters and lines. Tim Curry, he just murdered that role. So yeah, yeah. I don't want to say too much. Pretty much agree with everything you said. I do think the the 2017 and 2019 movies are like leagues better than the miniseries. But something about Tim Curry's portrayal yeah. as Pennywise just stuck with me throughout yeah, the years. Me too. So we're yeah. pretty much right so, yeah. on the yeah. same page with that. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yes. All right, so I'll throw one out. My next one is Damien Thorne. You know how you all know how I feel about kids, and Damien from The Omen, you don't get much more evil than that. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, that movie is also special to me. It's 1976. I saw it as a little kid, and I just knew there was something wrong with that fucker. And at the end of the movie, when he turns around and smiles, that image, like, is freaky as hell, um, you know? You know, he watches his mom fall off a balcony and just, like, smiles and does nothing. He's terrifying. Uh, yeah, so Damien Thorne, he was really close to cracking my top ten because I do have a fear of kids. <laughs> but uh, he just missed out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to have to cover this because I really don't remember The Omen. You're going to hate me oh, for wow. this. But uh, I watched it, like, blow. once. I watched it okay. once a long time ago. And um, I, it's one of those classics that I haven't gone back to. And um, okay. I've been meaning well, to, but you need to watch it. Yeah, I'm not really brushed up on the omens, so um, that's that's cool to hear though that that um, that he uh, was good enough to make your honorable mentions. So we're gonna have to yes, cover that he, soon. And actually, the sequel is all of it's called Damien the Omen too. So okay. he even gets more. I don't even of think like I've a, seen that one. Okay, yeah, the, the yeah. sequel doesn't get as much love, but it's actually a really good sequel. I didn't He's even know like there was a, a teenager. <laughs> oh yeah, there's like three of them, four really? of them, I think, and oh. then the remake. I got to brush um, up on but my But in the omen. sequel, he's yeah. like a teenager, so he's really an asshole. So you really, you got to check that out. So that between the original and the sequel, he really earned his spot on my honorable mentions. You know, great stuff. And the score in that movie. I know we're talking about the villains, but the score, mm. when you know he's doing something, oh, it's so good. Well, I'm excited yeah, it's, for you to rewatch that. Oh, yeah, me too. It's hard not to talk about the movies with some of these villains because yeah. it elevates the villains so much. Exactly. Like the score and the lines and the delivery and the script and everything. So, yeah, that's fine. But um, okay, let's keep it rolling. I have a few more. Uh, my next honorable mention is going to be, and this is probably no surprise to you that it's not on my top ten. It's going to be Chucky. <laughs> yep, Chucky. Um, I I had to put him on my honorable mentions because I, I even said this in our Chucky episode. And if you guys haven't watched that, go back and watch it. We have some uh, varying of opinions on uh, the original <laughs> Child's Play, but um. He's so iconic. I mean, 
I, I know it's my personal favorites, but I do like his design and I do like, and I think I mentioned it to you. I do like the sequels as um, I, yes. I don't think there's many like super lows to the franchise. So um, he had to, he had to make my, at least my honorable mentions. Um, what can you say? It's a killer doll. And especially in the original, the practical effects, like he looks so cool and um, talk about line delivery. I mean, <laughs> some iconic lines, but I have a feeling we're going to get into that a little bit later in the episode, some of those lines, but uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's not going to make my list, but he does make my honorable mentions. So hopefully you don't totally okay. strangle me that I left him completely <laughs> off, but I'm not that surprised after our episode on child's play, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, you said he's a iconic and I think Brad Dorf is like the crucial ingredient on top of his design. Mm -hmm. I don't think people would be talking about Chucky to this day if, you know, he changed voice actors every movie, you know, so it's yeah. really important that we bring up Brad Dorf. So yeah. yeah, I'm not in shock, a little bummed, but I'm not in shock that he didn't yeah. make your list. You should be proud of me <laughs> that I at least mentioned him. Yeah, you, you give him a shout out, so yeah. I'm all about it. All right, my next one is the one that my dad is going to hate me for not putting in my top 10 because okay. he's like terrified and this is like his like ultimate movie. Um, It's Pazuzu Reagan from... The Exorcist. Wow. I'm surprised yes. it's not on your list either. Wow. Okay. It's not. And I don't even know how to describe it. It's because the demon is in her body and he takes over. And the, the movie's iconic. It just it never came off to me as a iconic villain. It just was like, I don't yeah. know. Like a demonic possession. I don't know. It just it's different to me than a okay. villain. Because he's taking over this poor girl and she's doing the act still. It's just <laughs> he's fucking her up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, you can't say much about The Exorcist that hasn't been sent. And I want to wait to get into it until we get into the movie. But yeah, I mean, I just wanted to give a shout out because Pazuzu is terrifying and arguably is part of the subjective, most terrifying movie of all time in the public public's opinion. Mm -hmm. So just wanted to give a little shout out. I mean, that head twist, this, I mean, what they got away with in 1973, I mean, him like stabbing her with the crucifix, having like possessing mm -hmm. her to stab herself with the crucifix. Um. I mean, you, you, the throw up, you know, the vomit. I mean, you can't really get more classic than one of the OG supernatural possession movies. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Pazuzu needed a shout out. I'm sorry, yeah. Dad, but <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah, terrified I'm, of that movie. I'm he's surprised. Terrified. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it, that's actually on my honorable mentions too. It didn't make my list either. Okay. It's, it's, I think you, you really said it. It's a terrifying movie. And it, I think it's one of the few movies that still holds up today. Um, even oh, yeah. though it had like crazy effects, practical effects and CGI. Did it have much? It didn't really have CGI. It didn't really have no. CGI. But um, the effects are really dated, but they still hold up. And um, it's so scary, but didn't. Yeah. I mean, in terms of iconic, like my favorite villains, it just didn't quite. Kind of what you said. It just didn't quite crack the top. You know what it is? Me. It's more about so. the mom and daughter, the characters, like yeah. their journey, than mm -hmm. it is about Pazuzu. And it's just about, because it's really a drama on top of a horror movie. So yeah. I think that's why, because I think about when that movie, I think of Reagan and, you know, Chris, her mom right away. Obviously the demon's there, but it's just more to me, it's like a character journey for them than it is about the actual mm -hmm. demon. So that Yeah, now that you're saying that, it, it, yeah. I draw parallels between that and Hereditary. How Hereditary yeah, exactly. is terrifying, but like, the villain in Hereditary, Paimon, is not really like iconic. Right, it's right. more about the family. Do you think of Paimon and... first, or do you think about like Tony Clit like banging your head uh, on the ceiling? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's technically Paimon doing it, but 
Uh, yeah, right, right. I, I know what you're saying. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like the yeah. character versus the villain within itself. So mm. that's why it had, but it had to be mentioned. I mean, you can't not. The Exorcist yeah. is an all-timer. Great explanation. So, yeah. And uh, Ant's dad, try not to uh, kill him. I, I need him <laughs> for my partner as a, you know, for this podcast. <laughs> I told him I was uh, doing this list, and he was like, "You gotta have, you gotta have Reagan. You gotta have the extra." Yeah, I'm like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> so he doesn't know. This is a surprise to him. He doesn't know yet. So oh, you have to wow. listen. You have okay. to listen. All right, all right. Um, yeah, I got a couple more. Um, okay. This is one that um, it was actually on my top ten for a while, but it just didn't quite crack it in the end. Um, this might be a little controversial because I don't know if people consider this a horror movie, but I definitely do. It's uh, Predator. The original I'm Predator. Happy you brought this up. Yeah, Segsman is something I want to say. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, ahead. he is so cool. Um, growing up, I always wanted to um my parents to like buy me a full Predator Halloween costume, the ones that like cost like a thousand dollars, because like talk about like badassery. Like I would put the Predator up up against any iconic villain like on my list or your list. Like they are so cool and. uh the movie itself is great. The first two movies in particular are awesome. And uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, that whole final showdown at the end. Um, yeah, I had to put Predator. And I, I think it's a horror movie, especially the first one. And I, no, I don't know how is, you yeah. think. Horror action. You can have different subgenres within horror, sci-fi, horror action. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy you said that because Predator, the Xenomorph from Alien, the Thing, they're not on my list or honorable mentions, but I acknowledge them. They're great movies. Obviously, I love John Carpenter. I love The Thing. Alien is a slasher movie in space, and Predator's awesome. It's just not my go-to subgenre, so okay. none of them. Yeah, I, by default, I figured, none of them. I know it, you're not yeah, a huge because, sci-fi guy. Yeah. yeah, like I said, I enjoy watching those movies, but they're not my favorites because it's just my preference. I'm more. I don't lean into the horror sci-fi as much. But yeah, glad you brought it up so we can at least acknowledge those creatures. Okay. Um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Do you have any more? Uh, yeah, I have one. I actually have one I want. I don't have one honorable mention, but I was Carrie is so special to me. But I don't look as Carrie. I don't look at Carrie as a villain. Oh, <laughs> I'm no, rooting I, for her in the movie. I Carrie look White, at yeah the mother protagonist. Yeah, she's a, well that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Margaret White is the villain of that movie, and she's horrifying. But I don't have them anywhere because Carrie is the face of that movie. Yeah, and I don't think Carrie's a villain. <laughs> so just want no, to bring neither that up do I. Here. Yeah. No. Um, fuck them yeah, kids. She's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Fuck them kids. Yeah. But my last big honorable mention is this was okay. I was struggling so hard because it was like flip of a coin almost to put him on my top ten. But my last honorable mention is Candyman. Wow. Okay. Candyman, Candyman, yeah. Candyman. I mean, Tony Todd is like Helen, Helen, you mm-hmm. know, be my victim. I mean, it's so eerie and haunting and like poetic. That whole it's just oh. That movie is a masterpiece. Doesn't get talked about enough. But Tony Todd, I mean, you look at him. Whenever you look at him, his presence in that movie is just insane. And I love his relationship with Helen. The sequel is not as good, but I think the sequel is fine. But that original, he just earns his stripes in that original alone. So it was so hard for me not to put him on my top ten. But he mm-hmm. just missed it. You know, Clive Barker created an awesome character. Um, yeah, he just does it to the max in that movie. And I was terrified. When they did Candyman in the mirror, and he is yeah. like, oh, comes through with the mirror. Like, horrifying. As a kid watching that, I'm like, holy shit, I can't go to the bathroom. But uh, he just missed my list, and it like killed me not to put him on it. It really did. I was struggling till like an hour ago hmm. to put him on auto mentions or wow. list. So yeah, he just missed it. All just right. missed it. There you go. And it kills me. Yeah, yeah Candyman definitely. Uh, 
he he nailed it. That's a that's another movie similar to Omen. Um, I've seen a few times, but um, I'm excited for us to eventually cover that because I'm not like a huge Candyman fan. I, I realize the movie okay. is really good, and I'm not saying it's not objectively good, but it doesn't really. Um, I guess to spoil it a little bit, Candyman is not going to be on my list because um okay. didn't really. Uh, I guess I didn't really grow up with it as much. It didn't really strike me. He 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 does perfectly fine. I, I, he's a great villain, but uh. I guess the story never really resonated with me like okay. others. So yeah, he didn't quite make it for me. But uh, okay. that's a that's a good pick. I'm su- I'm a little surprised that because uh, I know you love Candyman. I'm a little surprised it didn't crack it. I know. So I'm excited I was, to see like, your top obsessing ten. Obsessing over this, yes, yeah. my top my ten. <laughs> um, just to wrap up uh, my honorable mentions, um, I actually have two. But um, the first one you're going to be um, a little upset with is Ghostface. Yeah, Ghostface. This podcast is over. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Ghostface, and I have my reasons. I have my reasons. <laughs> you don't have to comment, but I have my reasons. Scream is a great franchise. It's awesome. The original Scream and the sequel to Scream were in the 90s, but I can't include the rest of the movies because Ghostface is different in every movie. So it's similar to, um, like you said about Leatherface, um, Ghostface is a weird one because it's the image and the costume, but it's obviously a different killer every single time. And then there's multiple killers within the movies. So I, I was I was struggling how to approach this. Like, do I pick certain Ghostface to have on my list? Like, do I pick Stu or do I pick someone else and have them on my list? Or do I just use Ghostface as an overall? And I, I, I didn't want to get into the weeds with it. So it's a weird one because it's so meta and it's so, like I said, it changes so often. So the the first scream is, is iconic. It's great. Uh, the second scream is an awesome sequel, but I just, maybe if, if it was the same character throughout, I definitely would have had it on my top 10 if it like throughout the five movies, but because it's a different villain, actual villain, I can't really, put him on my top 10 but i had to mention him just because i mean you see behind anthony that mask is so iconic and just so cool that uh i had to at least mention it but yeah it would have been a little disingenuous to put him on my top 10 because again it's it's really hard to judge because it's a different you know person in every time you don't have to say anything because i don't want you to (laughs) like implode on me but I have yeah. so much to say, but I'm just not going to say anything yet. <laughs> look, I behind almost me, wanted, look behind me. I almost wanted to bring this up to you before the episode to see how you were going about it because I really struggled with this um, because it is a different character in every single... So I don't know how you're going to handle it and you don't have to um, tell yeah, me yet. I'll elaborate so, at some point because yeah. I have so much to like go back at you at. Not go back at you, just like, counter you, but I yeah. want to wait no, that's because fine. it's going to yeah. be a good discussion when we actually get into it. Yeah, I mean, we all knew that was going to be somewhere on my list, so it's not a spoiler, yeah, but we'll get into it. Yeah, it's tough because that franchise is so consistent, but like, I can't, I can't include the sequels that were in the two thousands because it's technically a different character. So it's it's a bummer. I, I really wanted it to make my top ten, but I, I it just didn't crack it. And then, um, just real quick, um, kind of similar to what you said at the beginning, I have Frankenstein on there. Um, okay. just because he's iconic. Um, I didn't really, uh, grow up with him or anything, but, um, talk about everyone knows Frankenstein. I think out of all those classics that you rattled off in the beginning, he might be the most famous, um, him and but, Dracula uh, are up there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's I had why I just feel like they just, 
they have their own legacy that, like, to me, it's like they're not even, like, they're more worthy than a top 10. You know what I mean? They're just, mm. like, they're okay. separate, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's our honorable mentions, guys. Um, I know it kind of took a while, but um, definitely wanted important. to highlight those. We had those. to do it. Yeah, yeah, we had to. Yeah, and those are, were in no particular order, uh, obviously. I know uh, you just said uh, Candyman almost made your top 10, so I guess that yeah, would be so that, like kind of close to your top 10. But yeah, um, that was at least like, mine, you know. mine weren't really in any order, so... Um, don't kill us on our picks. Um, we want to know, we want to hear from you if any of those made your list and how high they would be for you. If you're bummed out that we didn't include someone at the end of this episode, and we still love know. them all. I mean, we give them shout outs for a reason. We love them all. It's just, yeah. You have to have a top 10. There are so many villains to choose from when you go pre two thousands. I mean, that's like freaking what? 70 years of filmmaking. So, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. the fact that yeah, they even made our honorable like, yeah. mentions is a pretty big shout out. So. Let's let's right, are we ready for let's the top do this. 10? Do you want me to go first? Do you have the choice. I I just want to hear. Well, I mean, I have a feeling we're going to end up at the end of the list, but I just really want to know your list. So let me hear your number ten. <laughs> okay, I'm nervous. Here we go, guys. Uh, our top ten classic horror villains. I'm going to start. Uh, my number ten is Dracula. Okay, <laughs> I, I put okay, him on so there. Have... Yeah, I had awesome. to put him on there because. He stands out for me um, over the others because um, I'm a vampire fan. We've talked about this before, especially the original uh, 1931 film is so iconic. Um, Bela Lugosi is who I think of when I think of Dracula. His performance in that movie is so iconic. And a lot of that, what was in that movie is what spawned kind of the, um, the tropes for vampires in later movies. So, and I love vampire movies. Um, so I had to, put, I had to put, he, he stands above Frankenstein and the others for me just because, I mean, it's Dracula, dude. I mean, come on. And <laughs> then, exactly, you know, Dracula, yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula. I mean, it's so 1990s. I love that movie. It's so cool. But yeah, uh, it all, hard. it I all mean, started with the original, you know, Bela Lugosi. He's, he's just right. so iconic and, and so good more than the rest. Okay, cool. And, uh, yeah, I had to give him the nod. It's not even like what they, what Dracula and like that all those movies did for horror, just what they did for filmmaking in general. I mean, yeah. it's just crazy. All right, cool. I'm happy that you have that a movie classic. came out in That's 1931 and is yep. still like I studied. still enjoy watching. Exactly, it. it's studied it's to this so day. Good. It's yeah, people find something different every time they watch it. Like I said, I have the whole box set of all of them. So awesome. But it, but it's funny that you um did that disclaimer in the beginning of this episode yeah. because the reason I put Dracula in my top 10 is to kind of give a shout out to all those others okay. too. I have Dracula at the top, but that's kind of uh, an homage to all the classic monsters. So we and just stuff, went so. about that in a different way. You know, yeah. I, I had to give them their own spot one, almost, right, but I, exactly. I gave it to Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. I had to give them their own like, shout. yeah, we did it in different <laughs> ways. <laughs> they deserve yeah. their own shout out, but awesome. Okay. Okay. All right, here we well, go. Well, my number, number 10. 10 is going to be so much more not revered because <laughs> my number 10 is the most 90s pick ever. My number 10 is the fisherman Ben Willis from I Know What You Did That Summer. <laughs> oh, no. People are going to hate me. It, <laughs> that slicker jacket, the fisherman outfit. <laughs> oh, I love it. It does. We need a, we need a requel. We need a requel. We need another oh, movie. Oh, my yeah. God. So I'm a funny. 90s kid guy. I'm a 90s kid. And the fisherman outfit with the hook. Yeah. Oh, it's That's so great. good. That's great. The way he chases Sarah Michelle Geller's character, Helen. 
oh, through the streets on Fourth of July. It's so was the um was terrifying. the sequel in the nineties as well? Does yes. that count? Okay, yes. cool. Yeah. So the original was ninety seven and the sequel was a year later in ninety eight. So that's oh, why okay. I included it, because cool. they're both the same character. Ben Willis is the fisherman, and you know, he's after Julian both movies. And it's just oh I don't know, it's like post scream, but it's also kind of classic slasher villain as well. Because like you said, it yeah. those face changes. Yeah, but the fisherman. He's the same in both movies. I don't know. There's something about that look that's just creepy to me, and the way he walks. So I knew I was like, I know that's like on not on like 99.9 percent of people's top ten villains. <laughs> yeah. List, yeah. But I just have. I don't know. There's something about him that I just had to. That's awesome. Him yeah. That look. Yeah. That's great. And it's my personal list because I had to give him a yeah, shout yeah, out. It's your personal that list. Chase and scene again. We're separating the with villains. Helen. Yeah. Yep, his chasing with Helen is like literally might be my favorite chase scene of all time okay awesome so, i didn't yeah, really I put the fisherman. I, yes i know you uh love those movies um and you I look do. back on them fondly but i didn't know you really regarded them that highly that yeah, i really, do yeah, yeah. they're okay. like up there for me and cool. ben fisherman he is awesome awesome cool. stuff we're just adding yeah. to our list of movies we got to cover soon so yes <laughs> we'll definitely so, do yeah, that that's... in the summertime well, that's a that was my movie. pick that I knew. I'm like, I'm going to get no one to agree with me on that one. But it's my list. It's me. And I had to put them in there. Awesome. That's um. you said that's 4th of July, right? That's not Memorial yes. Day. It's 4th of July. It takes place. So maybe yeah, we'll do that July, around movies. 4th of yeah. July. We yeah. should because I have a lot to say. and It'll be a blast. Cool. So rewatchable. Those movies are so rewatchable. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's a my, doozy for number 10. Yes, that's, uh... that's my fish out of water. <laughs> uh, like, whoa, what the hell is he on tonight? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Starting out with a bang. Yeah, I went with like the super safe route, and you like. <laughs> I just said our contrast is yeah. like you can't cannot contrast yeah. more than that thing. So yeah, that's funny. Ninety okay. slashers, guys, my sweet spot. Awesome. Yeah, my number ten. All right, great. Let's get to number nine then. Number nine, and this is a classic example example of uh, separating the villain from the movies because um. I'm not a giant fan of this franchise, but this villain uh, creeps me the hell out. My number nine is Pinhead. Pinhead, okay. number nine. I uh, My brother uh, introduced me to Hellraiser when I was a little kid. It, uh, I, I've talked about this on the podcast before. My brother had a pretty big influence. I, you know, I should uh, call him up and, and thank him because he had a really big influence on me. Um, we should have and, him on for an episode. Yeah, like, we we're should. Gonna, we're yeah. going to plan to have some people but, on uh, my sister. And I remember him showing me this when I was like, freaking i don't know like eight years old <laughs> and like saying like you got to watch this movie and seeing pinhead was so scary it gave me so many nightmares and so iconic that look i haven't watched the uh remake yet i think it's on hulu because i'm so scared that i'm not gonna like the new design i've seen like still images and stuff but um i'm so nervous that it's gonna like kind of not ruin it for me because i know how to separate originals from from different works but um, I haven't gone to it because I love having just that one image of Pinhead and it still scares me when I think about it. And um, I know I'm going to have to look up Google images um, for Pinhead when we, when I put together this episode and it's, I'm still going to like get sure. shivers down my arm because it's so scary. So, and that first movie is really solid. The, the sequels, not so much, but the first movie is solid. And um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta go with Pinhead as my number nine. Okay. Yeah, Pinhead's nowhere anywhere for me. Um I love the first movie. It's a great movie. That franchise never just clicked with me. I mean I'll watch them, but it's they don't really do much for me. Um mm-hmm. 
it's just a little too uh, I don't know I can't even describe it. it's a little weird for me uh I agree with you and the the franchise never clicked for me too but Pinhead clicked for me yeah <laughs> whenever I see Pinhead I'm like oh that's a good like that's a good yeah. looking villain like the, yeah. the, obviously the pins in your face um yeah. yeah great villain they didn't make it he didn't make it anywhere for me because I don't go back to his movies as often as I should um okay. but maybe I'll give him a rewatch and I'll change my mind good pick though cool all right so my number nine. It's a classic. All right. So my number nine is Here's Johnny. It's Jack Torrance. Okay. Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Mm-hmm. He had to make my list. I mean, talk about... I was actually choosing between Jack Torrance and Candyman. And what when I had to come to the decision, I'm like, well, I have Jack Torrance tattooed on me. I don't have Candyman <laughs> tattooed on me. So it has yeah, to be uh, say, yeah. Jack Torrance. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's not much that hasn't been said about Jack Nicholson's performance in the movie but that scene when his wife uh, Shelley Duvall when she's going to the typewriter and she sees the all work and no play make Jack a dull boy and you see him behind her it's like oh, mm, yeah. the definition of just this is classic stuff this is haunting and terrifying when he's just walking up to her slowly like I'm just gonna like I just want to like he wants to kill her but she's swinging at him and then when he obviously goes through the door and puts his face in the door I mean his evolution to a madman in that movie. It's just, and every time you watch that movie, talk about getting something different from a movie, just watch that movie. And Stanley Kubrick really knows how to fuck mm-hmm. with your head in that movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jack Torrance, man. Well, you said his evolution. They really um, yeah. took their time with him in that movie and really showed you his descent into madness, which is what makes it so effective when, you know, the, the third act does come along. It's like super freaking creepy. Yeah. That one scene you were talking about, like I still get, like shivers down my spine when she's looking at all the pages and it's like just imagining yeah. him typing the same thing over and over again it's like holy fuck this guy you know they need to get the fuck out of there <laughs> it's oh it's yeah. one of the all-time greats and he's when he's chasing danny through the maze too that scene is so suspenseful um mm-hmm. and they're so isolated so they're stuck like they they're only it's just them and him so it just makes him even more like intimidating and because there's no one there to help him help them Mm-hmm. um yeah i love i love that movie you might see this Jack reflected Torrance. on my list with a few of my um choices but isolation in horror movies okay. is really strikes a chord with me yes. um, being isolated is really spooky so i don't want to give too much away but um my number eight uh well we'll just move right along um because i know as we keep getting into it we're gonna have more and more to say but <laughs> yes my number eight is um might be a shocker to some people that it's not higher but it's uh freddy krueger um, Freddy Krueger, just one of the um the big, I would say the big three in terms of slasher Agreed. icons. Um, what can you say? I mean, Robert England is just so iconic. Um, he um his line delivery. How could he not be uh, the original? Again, I'm not a huge um fan of the franchise as a whole. That's probably why he isn't uh, higher on my list. But the original Nightmare on Elm Street is so damn good. It is so freaking awesome. Some of the um, practical effects they did with the, you know, the blood coming to the wall and stuff and how, you know, they turn the room upside down. And the the opening kill is so iconic. Um, the glove. I mean, does it get more iconic than Freddy's glove? It does not. So cool. My brother had a um, replica glove. That he would uh he didn't have it on display. This wasn't the time of collectibles. This was when kids actually <laughs> played with toys. 
So in the nineties, my brother had the glove and he would like chase me around with it and stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Freddie, just super iconic. And, um, I know this is pre two thousands, but shout out to uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Cause I actually like the remake. I don't, I don't like some of the choices they did, but I think he, um, that's such an impossible task to live up to Robert England. And I thought he, um, made the character his own and actually made him pretty creepy in his own right. Um, it was, I actually thought that was a pretty scary movie. I don't know how you feel about the remake, but, um, not to get too much. Yeah, we'll, into we'll it, get to that franchise. Yeah, talk um, about the remake. Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it's just just an icon. Had to be on my list. Um, he's a little yeah. bit lower than maybe you would expect, but he's he's great. Yeah. There's nothing, you know. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. That original movie has so many <laughs> yeah. good lines. He's so I know. Good. Yeah, like you said, there's really when nothing compares to Robert England as Freddy Krueger. Yeah. When you think about, I mean, everybody knows who Freddy Krueger is, and Robert England is irreplaceable. You can try to fill those shoes, but like when the first thing people will think of in a hundred years from now, when they say Freddy Krueger is not when they make a new movie coming down the line, they're not going to think about that first. They're going to think about Robert England as Freddy Krueger because yeah. he is Freddy Krueger. Well, I'm happy he's on your list, even if it's number eight. Yep. Oh, definitely. Cool. All right. Well, let's just keep this going. My number eight is actually one from your honorable mentions that I didn't talk about too much. It's Hannibal Lecter. He's on my list. Okay. Awesome. Um, like so like, you got we'll two go villains from yeah. the same movie on your uh, list and honorable mentions. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Silence of the Lambs is my one of my all-time favorite movies of all time. Cool. And Hannibal Lecter, Anthony Hopkins, what he does with such limited screen time in just one movie is crazy. That mask that he's wearing when he's all like in that secure device when they're like transporting Ooh, him. I know. It gives me chills when you just yeah. like, when you're thinking about it and you get chills. Yeah. And his line, like, hello, Clarice, like, the first time, it's just so eerie and sinister, but he's, like, intrigued by her. It's just so good. His one, one of the best lines that he has in that movie is when he goes, I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti, and he does that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. I used to quote that all the time as a kid. I mean, it's so good. Or, like, yeah. I would do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. It's just so smart. <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's so good i mean mm-hmm. hannibal the cannibal man i mean he is just when you when she's walking up to that cell for the first time and he's just standing there like silently waiting for her oh it's just oh he's so good it's just mm-hmm. masterful so there's no way that he couldn't be in my top 10 very special movie for me and you know he just murders that role he murders it and deservedly so they acknowledge him for some reason for an academy award because they don't acknowledge horror but he was so good that the Academy yeah. couldn't even ignore it. So mm-hmm. it, it had to make my top 10, number eight. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. Not much more can be said. I mean, he made my honorable mentions. He didn't quite crack my top 10, but so freaking scary. So iconic. Yeah. That's he great... might be the most intelligent villain you know, that we talk yeah. about. Real life yeah. villain. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So now we're getting into it. We're getting towards the middle of our list and, um, this next one's might be uh, my dark horse of my list, and that is pun intended because my number seven oh. is the Headless Horseman from Sleepy Hollow. Cool. cool <laughs> yeah, stuff. I love the Sleepy uh, the Headless Horseman. I always resonate. I, I remember seeing the cartoon when I was a kid. I think in in school we used to watch the Legend yeah, of Sleepy Ichabod Hollow. Crane, yeah. yeah, Ichabod Crane. Uh, the headless horseman with, you know, throwing the pumpkins and everything. Um, I always thought that was so cool. And then when Tim Burton, you know, the Tim Burton movie from the nineties 
is so fucking good. I love that gothic horror vibe. And um, there's something about the Headless Horseman that um, just makes me think of Halloween whenever I like think about yeah, it. That, like that it like just October kinda, spooky vibe. Yeah. yeah. And Halloween wind's blo- wind's is blowing. Yeah. both of our favorite holidays, obviously. And um, I just love the Headless Horseman. I, I'm actually thinking of you were talking about your tattoos before. Um, I really want to get a badass Headless Horseman piece somewhere. Like maybe cool. on my thigh or something, yeah. Because he's just so cool. He's not like the scariest, but the whole concept of like crossing the woods and getting to the bridge um, is so cool to me. And I almost wish that they um, they tackled that again. I know they did a, a show on Fox like ten or so yeah. years ago that I I, I actually liked it. Um, oh, okay, but it, it's different. It's way different yeah. than the story. But I I hope they um, adapt that story and do like a modern horror movie like like an A24, like super fucking creepy movie where yeah, you gotta like get through the wids or something. Cause that has the potential to be really scary. But um, yeah, the headless horseman just, I, I love him. I, I don't know why there's something about him. I'm not even like a huge horse fan or, or anything. I just you know what it is? It's think the it's visual so of cool. Him. There's something about yeah. the visual that just really gets Yeah. To with him. his like civil war get up, yeah. his black get up and, you know the pumpkin head where he throws even the, the cartoon. I'm pumpkins. so happy you brought up the cartoon. That cartoon's like so special to me. Oh, I, I love the cartoon. The yeah. Me too. Yeah, it just resonates me with me. I don't know why. Like I said, not the scariest adaptation. You of like a villain, that gothic but... vibe though. You like those gothic things. I yeah. feel like the gothic stories. I feel like you like that. Yeah, I love it too. Well, I'm happy we both have because you don't see the fisherman or the headless horseman on many top tens <laughs> villains. No. So we both have like a yeah. fish out of water pick. So I'm yeah. happy. <laughs> That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. Thank now you, I kind of want to go like watch uh, Sleepy Hollow. Like, oh, it's this, so good. I haven't seen it in yeah. a long time. Wow, cool. All right, so that was your number seven, right? Yes, number seven. Okay. All right, my number seven, Nolan. Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Chucky. All right, so he's not top five. Okay, no, he's not top five, but he has to be my top ten. I mean, he's one of the king of the eighties. He's one of the Mm -hmm. king of the eighties. Like, I, I mean, we went over a lot in the child's play episode. Check that one out, guys. But um, his evolution through the franchise, he just you know gets more front and center in your face with iconic lines, much like Freddy Krueger. And Mm -hmm. I actually think child's play too. I don't want to say too much because we're going to cover that relatively soon, but it might be the best use of Chucky in Child's Play 2. And he just, uh, like, Brad Dorff as Chucky is just as important as the animatronics. And he just carries the legacy of him throughout all these years, you know, going on, you know, over 30 years, 30 plus years. It's just, you know, you you look at Chucky and he's iconic. He's the face of the 80s. He's 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 the killer doll. I don't care what anybody says. He is the killer doll that started it, and he will always be oh, the yeah. top dog. Yeah, know? I can't. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Yeah, like we talked about it a lot in the episodes. So I don't want to say too much, but Chucky definitely earned his place in my top 10 at number seven, close to the top five. Awesome. Definitely uh, check that episode out, guys, if you haven't. Our Child's Play episode was a couple weeks ago, and uh, we, we dive into that movie. And uh, if you're if you're listening or watching us for the first time, we do a lot of horror movie reviews and um, we, we dive deep into these movies. So uh, we go kind of almost scene by scene. Uh, they're pretty lengthy reviews. And um, I thought that was a, that was a fun episode. We both had a different yeah. opinion on the original child's play, but uh, I can't yeah, wait to get he, into those sequels. Yeah. It'll talk be fun. About them more. Yeah. 
And it's fun because Chucky, he has to, like, be a little more creative and, like, hide a little bit because he can't just, like, chase his victims <laughs> because he's a doll. So yeah. he has to almost, like, set up his how he wants to kill them and, like, hide beforehand. So I think that makes him stand out a little bit, too. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Great. Okay, here we go. Number six. This is another one that uh, I think you're going to be surprised by. I, I don't. I'm not going to see this one on many top tens, but um, okay, I like that. this one. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I love this movie. I, I don't know if I, we really talked about this movie before, but um, my number six is Dr. William Weir from Event Horizon. Really? Yeah. That's a wacky Sam- movie. Yeah, dude, I love that movie. <laughs> I just watched it last week again. It's so creepy, man. Um, Sam Neill, man is so good in that movie. And I know you talked about uh, Reagan and how you kind of didn't want to put that on your top 10 list because it was more of a possession, but I couldn't leave him off. I mean, he's number six because his performance in that movie, especially in that third act is so awesome. And without, um, I definitely want to cover this movie too, Event Horizon. It's my favorite uh, sci-fi horror movie of all time. It's so freaking creepy to me that, that again, that isolation that you have is is so present there and um the characters um Lawrence Fishburne is in the movie um you also have uh Joelle Richardson she's in a lot of movies that you you'd probably recognize her from she's a pretty good actress but um the characters are really smart they don't make a lot of dumb choices which i think elevates the movie because it makes you want to root for them even more when they're making smart choices but back to Sam Neill i mean some of the most iconic line deliveries for me um come from this movie um i I wrote a couple down um that i want to highlight um where uh the obvious reference when he says where we're going we won't need eyes to see like obviously referencing (laughs) one of my favorite movies back to the future um and then the the one line he does yeah the one uh, the one line when he smirks at lawrence fishburne and lawrence fishburne's um when he's telling him oh we gotta get back to the ship we gotta go home and he smirks and he goes i am home and then he goes into the shadows oh like so iconic visual of his face in that one scene it's you have to watch the movie to see it but it's just it is creepy it's messed up yeah because he's half in the shadows and then he smirks and he goes i am home and then he backs into the shadows you're like holy fuck this guy is because you were still on the fence, like you know he was battling something right. in his mind, but in that moment you're like, "Oh fuck!" Like he is totally evil at this point, and um, yeah, he's not evil the entire movie. I actually have um a theory on that movie that when we cover the movie, um, I, I want to talk about because it's one of my favorite movies, and I think I have a different opinion than most in terms of um his character, um, Doctor Weir's character, but um. Because a lot of people take the conventional approach that he's like a good guy, but um, I don't know. I don't know if he's a good guy right off the bat. So uh, definitely that's, go yeah, watch that, guys. It's a, a, uh, yeah, that's a it's a great sci-fi years. horror from the 1990s, and um, I know it kind of got bombed uh, or it kind of got panned, and it didn't do well. But um, I think it's it's getting um, a cult following now. I think people are looking yeah, at it hundred percent um, a little bit more. Uh, I was just checking to see if I have it. I can't remember, but now, again, I have to rewatch that because that's not one. I've seen it, obviously, a few times, but I haven't seen it enough to, like, comment too much. Yeah, Um, But I remember it being, like, it's just a cool, like, unlike any other movie kind of Dude, it's it's creepy. It's freaky. It freaks me out, yeah. 
I need to watch that again. That's a good choice. Like, uh, yeah, that's not going to be on many lists, but that's that's yeah. awesome. Sam Neill. I, I have a lot. I have a lot to say about that movie. I know. Um, they had to edit the movie a lot, and um, I was going to say there's a, the new cut. I have the the real cut. <laughs> I believe. Well, there's the real cut, but then there's cuts that never saw the light of day that are oh, on, you're on like, the cutting room floor. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. that uh, even the the um, what's his name? Um, the director, uh, Paul W S Anderson. Um, he's yes. actually one of my favorite directors because he's directed some of my favorite movies uh, growing up. The uh, the Resident Evil movies I know aren't really liked, but especially that first one is so cool. And um, he's done a lot of cool movies. He did that movie Death Race. So he's done a lot of yeah, um, cool movies. Yeah, but um, he was talking um, the scenes where they show the crew um, in the other dimension. Not to If you haven't seen the movie, not to give it away too much, but um, they're kind of like quick little uh hits of the crew going mad but the original cut was like extended scenes of that and the uh the the studio said yeah we can't add that in the movie we have to it's a shame because i want to see the director's vision i know yeah that's uh, not going to be a many list but that's awesome now i again another movie i have to put on my list to check out i I keep trying to see yeah and i want to i wanted to um get some variety in here just for people who haven't uh seen some of these movies too to kind of um get them to watch this movie because uh I feel again, like we have a good mix so far we both have yeah. like a couple picks that are out there but we have mm-hmm. also the biggies too awesome yeah. all right so my number six is also one that's not going to be on many lists many people's lists but to me it's like what terrified me the most as a kid mm. and my number six is kurt barlow the lead vampire from salem's lot mm. oh i mean i was young when i saw this it's technically, like you said about it, it's a miniseries, but it was like released theatrically, like in other countries, but they mm-hmm. made it a miniseries in the US, whatever. But uh, that face, that white face with the eyes, that's what I think about. When I think about Vampire, he's the first one I think about. Terrifying. Yeah, okay. okay. But he has that black cloak, like under the kitchen table in that one scene, and he disappeared. Oh, it's scary, scary stuff. That movie, I think I saw it when I was three or four, and that stuck with me throughout my whole childhood. Horrifying. I don't know, there's something about Kurt Barlow that he really just uh, gets to me. To me, he's the ultimate vampire. The ultimate. And that house on the hill, when they go in the end to the house, you're like, oh, God, they're going to they're gonna encounter him. <laughs> it's just scary. Yeah. I don't know, there's something about him in that movie that just, the movement, it's just, oh, it's so scary. So, so good. I think Reggie Nad- Nad- Nalder is the one who, like, portrayed him. He did so good in that movie. He didn't want to do the movie, but then he agreed mm. to do it. And it's his most iconic role. Um, yeah, Kurt Barlow and Salem's Lot. To me, that might be the scariest one for me on my list. It's just okay. Oh, gives me chills. The creeps. Fine. I cannot I figured, wait till we cover this movie. I figured we're gonna this cover would be it before the new one comes out. Yeah, it has yeah. to. It's my favorite. Yeah, I know. I knew you were a big Salem's Lot fan. You grew up with it. I didn't really grow up with it. This is another yeah. case of I didn't see it when I was young. It's it's a spooky movie, but it, um, he doesn't really strike me like he strikes you. I guess in terms of creepiness. The same way that Pinhead struck me. I guess it's okay. probably similar. I didn't really grow up on Salem's Lot. I didn't see it when I was like super young. So, uh, but that's a good choice. Definitely iconic vampire for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot wait to see the interpretation of the new one. Yeah. He has to be on my list. It's just, mm-hmm. that is was it, my when childhood. does that come? That's this year? I think that's undated, but it should come out this year. Okay. So we'll have to get around to this one before that comes out. Big year for horror, man. This is going to be. Yes. A doozy. Yeah, so Evil that's Dead. my vampire Saw. shout out on my list. Yes. Okay, so we both had a vampire. I got the Dracula, and you had a. Okay. Barlow. Cool. I do yeah. Barlow. 
All right. Well, top here we five. go, guys. Our top five. Yeah, we're, we're getting into it. We're rolling right along. Uh, my top five uh, sticking with the I, I wanted to break them up, but I had to stay true to like the actual ranking. I didn't want to break them up just for argument's sake um, or yes. just to do it. But um, I'm going to stick with the sci fi horror and I'm going to go with Hal oh, 9000. Oh, wow. 9000. Talk about. Yeah. 2001, A Space Odyssey. Uh, Stanley Kubrick, man. Hal 9000 is the creepiest robot in all of cinema history. <laughs> and uh, like, talk about... It warned us. That movie warned us. <laughs> I know. Talk about <laughs> line delivery. Um, the, the actor's name escapes me. Do you, do you know the voice actor's name? I, have to, I would have to look it up. <laughs> I yeah, have to yeah. look it up. And I'm really, I, I'm really sorry um, that it escapes me. But talk about line delivery. That robot is... You've seen that movie, right? You you you're familiar with that movie? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I saw yeah. it in theaters when it came out a couple years because it's just like a masterpiece. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Not only is it uh, visually, yeah, but uh, it's it's so creepy. Yeah. Hal nine thousand man. And um, quick shout out to the monolith too because the monolith <laughs> scared the shit out of me as a kid as well. Just this like ominous black structure. Um, That's crazy. How as a kid, like this movie spoke to you because I was more scared oh, of yeah. it as I saw it as an adult. Like when no, I actually yeah. understand it, you know what I mean? Yeah, this was another um shout out my brother. He uh he showed this to me and he uh prepped me for it and said, you know, I, I believe he told me um when we watched this movie, he said, you know, half the movie think of this as just a science fiction movie, and the other half think of it as like a terrifying horror movie. And um I'm definitely in that horror movie boat. I mean, that movie is so scary and just I have to go over some of these lines. I mean, they're so oh, yeah, iconic. Sure. Um, when he says, I've just picked up a fault in the AE-35 unit. I mean, that's so iconic. And um, shout out to my former boss and my good friend. He actually had that as his text ringtone on his phone. Are so every serious? time I was that's in awesome. meetings with him, I would just hear that <laughs> go off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, shout out to him. And, um, and of course, the iconic, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Oh, just gives me chills every time. And um, that voice, dude, that voice would like keep me up at it's, night. It was so it's perfection, yeah. And the design of him too, just the the camera lens, the red dot is like the close ups simple, of the red dot so is so simple right. but so creepy. Like he's such a mastermind in cinema. Like Stanley Kubrick, man, <sighs> only he could have pulled that off. Like seriously, yeah. I'm not a huge horror sci-fi guy, but that movie is top tier for me top yeah. tier like it's really okay i didn't know that part of my yeah, top awesome tier. i'm glad so good glad you appreciate and that that's the second stanley kubrick character we have on the list because we talked about jack torrance yeah. already so now we have two stanley kubrick shout outs that's mm -hmm. awesome yeah well good good uh that's a good out there pick too because that's not an everyday uh you know person you come across on a list character you, you think so i think he's pretty iconic no iconic but i mean like a, certain, a villain list yeah, it's not yeah, in, like, a I lot guess. of top tens yeah, you're right. Cause cool. It's, and that's yeah. in your top five. Oh, yeah. Top five. I had to put them there. So creepy. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get into my top, my number five. And my number five is one of the biggies. So he's on okay. everyone's list. Okay. My number five is Jason Voorhees. Okay. This is my number five. Awesome. He doesn't appear as an adult until Friday the 13th Part 2. But, I mean, when you look, when the, you have a character that when you look at a hockey mask, you think more of Jason than the sport hockey, he earns his status oh, <laughs> as <yeah>. a <laughs> classic villain. I mean, yeah, I don't know what you can say about Jason. I mean, 
Awesome. I love the I do love the backhead Jason though in Friday th- Friday thirteen point two. I think that's the scariest Jason, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. I really, really love it. Love it. And then I just love the evolution to the third one when he gets his mask. And like I said, in like Leatherface, we talked about how he's too different in the original sequels to like even have a through line and feel like the same person. Jason, mm-hmm. he changes his look here and there, but you still feel like, oh, that's the Jason Voorhees. He's just changing up his killing methods, but he's always, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. He still feels like the same character. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the sequels definitely take him to new places, um, different but it's still, stratosphere right, in terms of right. like being an undead and stuff. But right. yeah, but he's, he's still the like, same. Oh, that's the Jason he's, we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. And his well, he kills, always has I his mean, mom in his head and stuff. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's doing yeah. it for the mama and to keep everyone out of the. I get, get, stay out of my forest, man. But some yeah. of the kills, I mean, the sleeping bag <laughs> kill, like being a kid, like watching that on TV. But I'm like, oh, what are you watching? Just Jason whacking someone against a tree with a sleeping bag. Like, so. mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. <laughs> he's some, he's uh, He has some of the best kills out of all the villains. I will say that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So awesome. yeah, Jason has. So to number be. five know, for you. Yeah, my number five. Pamela's not on my list, but Pamela deserves a lot of credit because she created the Jason that we know. She, mm-hmm. she, like you said, she's in his head throughout all. Like he's doing it for her, mm-hmm. like she was doing it for him. Which I like that contrast as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Jason, he had to be on my list. I mean, you can't, I can't not have him on my list. He's one of the, he's the '80s slasher along with Chucky and Freddy oh, yeah. Krueger. He might be, he had the most movies, I think. Probably. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Jason's awesome. The kills are just crazy. Okay, no, no comment. I don't, don't want to <laughs> block that, but yeah, that's going to be coming up. <laughs> yeah, for and me. we can't talk about it because it's post two thousand. But I even like the remake as well. I, I love, love the remake. The remake. Actually, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to cover that. The remake. I, mean, I don't want to say our favorite movie favorites. or sequel because I want that's going to be a really good ranking. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that it's up there for me. Yeah, it's he's really prominent good. in each and each movie. He's like. He has the goods in each movie, so it's even hard to pick his portrayal. Like, what's your favorite portrayal of him in what movie? So, mm-hmm. yeah, he earns his stripes, hands down. Oh, I'm glad it's in your top five. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. He had to be. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, here we go. Um, number four. And, um, again, I wanted to uh, break these guys up, but this is my list. So, I'm going back to Jack Torrance for my number four. Oh, nice. So yes. I got two two Kubrick guys back to back, Hal Nine Thousand and Jack Torrance. Jack Torrance, man, The Shining. I is think that I told our you first repeat so far on our list. Um, Sorry, my top ten. You had Jack yeah. on your top ten. Yes, he was my number nine. He was your number nine, right? Yeah, that's our yeah. first repeat so far, right? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. in our so top there you ten. Go. Yes, yeah. So there you go, number four for me. I mean, I couldn't keep him outside the top four because The Shining is. Um, I think I told you it's. Um, the first uh, horror, one of my earliest horror movies that I watched, remember watching, and um, so scary. I mean, he is like, talk about like, I can't even describe it. Like, because he's not Jason, he's not Freddy Krueger. He's just like this normal dude that just goes mad. And there's something so creepy about that. And like you said before, I love the isolation of it where it's just, Wendy and Jack and it's so fucking creepy when when he um is climbing the stairs and she's got the baseball bat I mean yeah, I love that's, obviously that's the iconic scene but and no one does a smile like Jack like the creepy smile like Jack Nicholson is I know you you said insane. it but there's so many layers to his performance that if you yes. like I've watched this movie 
probably close to 100 times and i get like something new oh, out yeah. of it almost every single time and um like i said they really took their time with him and um i he has so many lines but i'm just gonna highlight one quote it's my favorite quote because it's um it's my favorite jack nicholson moment in the movie i don't know why this like struck a chord with me but it's when he um he's talking to wendy and he's like um i dreamed that i killed you and danny but I didn't just kill you. I cut you up into little pieces. Oh my God, I must be losing my mind. And he's just like, like trying to like convey sadness. But like in that moment, you're like, something's fucked up with this guy. Like, holy shit. I Even love the that scenes moment. of him, like sitting at the bar. Like you think he, when he thinks he's talking to the bar, it's just like, he's losing it. But his portrayal of it is just like, I don't know. It's just so deep. There's an underlying creepiness to the entire performance. Yeah, Yeah, it's so freaking effective. And then obviously that third act, like you said, running through the maze, and then that final shot of him frozen used to scare the fuck out of me. And oh uh, yeah, when I used to, yeah, and he's like smiling. (laughs) I know, yeah, scared, so effective. That's gonna be a long episode because there's so much to go over in that one. (sighs) But I'm happy that he's on both of our lists. So props to uh, Stanley Kubrick. he made yes. your list, and he made my list twice. My number five yes. and number four. Just a master of horror. Cool. For sure. Yeah. All right. My t- my number four is another one of the big three. Um, welcome to primetime, bitch. Freddy Krueger. Okay. Uh, nice. We said a lot about it already, but yeah. Robert England, dude. I mean, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Ugh. And Wes Craven is my guy. Anyone who knows me. Wes Craven is the ultimate. He creative, he created arguably the most iconic character in horror because people quote Freddy Krueger, Robert England to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, he is just, and you know what's scary? I wanted to bring this up when you were talking about. I figured I should save it to get to okay. me with these other killers like you know Jason Voorhees, Chucky, Mike, whatever, any slasher. There's a chance you might not be able to because they're gonna catch up to you, but you can run away. What's terrifying about Freddy is you, we all have to go to sleep <laughs> and you can't yeah. escape Freddy because yeah. he's in your dreams. He's in <laughs> your know. nightmare and that's how he kills you. So he gets the upper hand no matter what we do. You know yes. what I mean? He haunts us in our nightmares and I don't know if there's any more powerful villain than that. Mm-hmm. So that right there, he's top five. I mean, he's top five for me um, because yeah. he kills you when you're in your most vulnerable state sleeping horrifying mm-hmm. <laughs> when yeah. you think about it it's scary i know the movies get humorous as no, they go along, no you're right you think about the concept terrifying well terrifying. i always thought of, you're you're relating it to us the audience but i always thought about that concept in relation to the protagonists in the movie right because you right. know it's like once freddie has his sights on you like they're fucked because they have to go to sleep eventually everyone needs right. to you sleep even see so it's like in the first movie like nancy's trying her best with the coffee or whatever pill she to mm-hmm. stay awake but you she even knows she's like I'm going to end up going to sleep eventually. I have to try to prepare myself. Yeah. Thankfully, she's a badass final girl, so she knows how to prepare yeah. herself. But everyone has to go to sleep. And that scene, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about iconic with Johnny Depp in the first one. Yeah. When uh, The one thing she asked him to do is stay awake, but he went to sleep. And then Freddy just makes that <laughs> uh, blood splatter in his bed. It's just, you don't. Mm-hmm. Some of the kills, Freddy has iconic kills as well because oh, yeah. he can do the, because it's, otherworldly almost because yeah. it's your nightmares anything can happen in your dreams i a nightmare on Elm Street three the scene when he's like puppeteering the one guy almost yes. when he's walking down the hallway it's just that always made me cringe because he's like ripping 
his like limbs out yeah and he's like holding him like a puppet and it's just uh, i don't know why that scene always like got under my skin to me that was it's so creative he's creative and it's scary and yeah it's original because we don't have many ki- original kill i love the iconics like you know the typical slasher but there's no other killer like freddy krueger mm-hmm. so he has to he's on my list west craven props man props to creating this character he has to yeah. be my top five number four Awesome. Great pick. Yeah. Number four. To your point too, um, not to get too much into the movies, but I love the filming techniques too, that they use, especially in the first one where you don't know if you're in a dream or not, like the techniques they use right. to transition into dream world. It's so scary. And um, like you said, he can do things that nobody else can do because it's in your dream and anything's possible. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome pick. Oh, we're getting down to it. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, here we go. So we're at our top three. Um, my number three, and uh, it's a doozy. It's a big one. It's Jason Voorhees. Okay. Da, 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 dun, number Under three. Overlap. Yes. So we yes. have three now with Freddy, Jason, and mm-hmm. Jack Torrance. Yeah, some of the big iconic ones. I figured we would. I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah, you right? have. I mean, you can't. It's but, unavoidable. Um, what more can you say about Jason? Um, you talked about the uh, the how iconic the hockey mask is, but. He is just, to me, I know you talk about Freddy and, like, what Freddy can do, but, like, to me, Jason is the epitome of a badass in terms of, like, villains. Just a fucking big, brooding badass with a machete and a fucking mask. Like, it doesn't get more simple. And the fact that he's so simple, like, he's got his mother's voice in his head and he's just, like, you come to my camp, like, you're dying. Like, you, I'm killing you. And right. it's You're in so my territory, cool. you're dead. Yeah. yeah. And uh, again, we've already shouted her out, but I have it on my notes. A big shout out to Pamela Voorhees. Um, she didn't make my list, obviously, but without her, there's no Jason for sure. But you can't just you just can't go wrong. Even some of the bad sequels, you can't go wrong popping in a Friday the 13th movie and just having fun with it. Even the ones that are going to be like lower tier for people. Like you said, the kills are so cool throughout and Jason is the one mainstay throughout. You, you you have Jason throughout, and there's so many. The fact that like he is iconic, and then the volume of movies has to be appreciated too. But the fact that he's in so many movies and he's the same killer throughout the movies has to be, you know, um, not overlooked. But um, a, I put this in my notes. A part of um, I think what gravitated me towards Jason and how cool I thought he was was um. I don't know about you, but as a kid, I never had the summer camp experience. I never went away to summer camp, like to a lake or anything, or or I never did Boy Scouts. So like watching those movies, um, especially part six, when they actually have the kids at you the camp. Because yeah. yeah, I do. Um, not to <laughs> give, play my cards, but um, that's actually the first movie in the franchise where kids are present in the camp. Right. All the other movies, it's just the counselors. But um, that resonated with me because it kind of... Um, I don't know. I never had that camp experience. So like I always rooted for Jason to like kill them all because like I was jealous in a way. Cause you know, as you were talking, I was thinking, I think the reason why Jason's a lot of in our top five, whatever top tens is because (laughs) the characters are almost, some of them are so despicable and unlikable. We're almost rooting. We're like, yes, he's going to kill him now. And that makes you fall in love with the villain. Yes. movies. So I think that's a big part of it. We're in like a lot of these franchises, a lot of the protagonists we're like rooting for them. But on Friday the thirteenth and most of the movies were 
we're almost rooting for Jason. Like, get all right, get this fucker, kill him now. We're That's a good point. Besides because the fun I, group, you know what I mean. The way I look at these movies, like Jason is my protagonist. Like, I don't want anything <laughs> bad to happen That's to Jason. Jason. Yeah, <laughs> he's my boy. So but, yeah, some yeah. of these characters are so like horrible that you're like, all right, Jason, do your thing, man. <laughs> and the fact that he's so simplistic, he doesn't talk. He just has his mother like in his head, like get revenge on these camp counselors. And the fact that like he was left to drown when he was a kid makes you sympathize too. But like, yeah, I always root for Jason. Like you want to root for that, like, you know, brooding guy that like didn't do anything wrong and gets, you know, he's just unstoppable. man. He's a force of nature. Literally. He is. I can't wait to cover. Um, I know we've been saying this the whole top three, right? Yeah. Number three. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait to cover Freddy versus Jason. I know we've been saying a lot of movies that we can't wait to cover, but. Yeah. That's gonna be <laughs> so. He was in both of our top fives. So that's important. Yes, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're getting this is top three territory now. This is oh, crazy. I can't wait to me. see what your top three is. All right, your number my three is number three is the one that almost started some of. I wouldn't call it slasher, but you can kind of incorporate it. Um, we all go a little mad sometimes. Norman Bates is my number three. Okay. As Norman Bates. This movie is the definition of perfection. I mean, Alfred Hitchcock, come on. But uh, Anthony Perkins' portrayal as Norman Bates, I think that might be the first time on film that we got the whole split personality (laughs) performance. And it's just Mm. so creepy because you see the scenes when he's in the house and we think he's talking to his mom, but he's like doing her voice and his voice. It's just. It is that house alone is iconic, let alone Anthony uh, Anthony Perkins as Norman Bates. And it just, I mean, the first, the shower scene when he's killing Janet Lee, Nora Bates, it's just uh, his his mom, Nora, he's dressing up as mom, Nora Bates and going in and you're almost confused. You're like, is his mom alive? But I mean, you know, I mean, everyone has seen Psycho mm-hmm. by now. The twist, the twist is, we all know the twist, but yeah, yeah. I just think it's so... Uh, it was so unique and clever at the time. And his face, that last shot of the movie when he's just smiling at the camera. Yeah. And the, his mom's voice in his head. You're like, oh, I wouldn't even hurt a fly. And he just starts smiling. That scene <laughs> sticks yeah. with me yeah. forever. Um, so, yeah, Norman Bates, he doesn't get the credit he deserves, I don't think, for, you know. And he's in the, I even, I, lo- I think Psycho 2 is one of the most underrated sequels of all time. I don't know how familiar you are with that franchise, but. That is a damn good sequel, and I know Anthony Perkins directed Psycho Three, and he was it was that was like an actual splatter slasher. But uh, yeah, Norman Bates. There's something about him that just irks me because he's mm. psycho, literally psycho. Uh, I mean, the name of the movie, but uh, it's just something about that character that always because he seems like a charming dude who just wants to be a good guy, but underneath, he's a fucking killer, mm. <laughs> literally. No, Mommy I'm really issues, glad. Man. I'm really Mommy glad issues. he made your list because he's actually not yeah. on my list. Um, he's he's a great villain though. Um, just didn't didn't quite make my list. But um, you didn't uh you didn't prefer Vince Vaughn? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Vince Vaughn is my number two. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's that we gotta cover. They talk about like cheesiness, nineties, you know um <laughs> yeah but the norman bates i mean and yeah, i love that can't it, go I, wrong I think norman also bates. that the originals in black and white it also adds to the eeriness of it you know i'm I mean? not a, um familiar with the sequels so okay. i'll have to check well, those I'm excited. out 
Psycho 2 is um, amazing, dude. This is going to be a little bit surprising, but I'm not a huge Hitchcock fan. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I I appreciate him and I appreciate his movies, but I I'm not um I'm not the biggest Hitchcock fan, so uh we'll have to we'll have to talk about that in the future for sure and uh maybe like rank his movies. That would be cool oh, yeah. ranking to have. Yeah. But um okay, great. Yeah, That's Norman a great Bates, number yeah. 3. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that that, that, that cracked your top 3. OG, yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't realize you liked Psycho that much. That's an interesting I love little Psycho. Cool. Love That's awesome. It's one of those movies where I mean, I don't have too many comments, but um it's one of the few where like the movie is just as good as the actual villain. Like you get the iconic villain performance, but the actual movie is good. Uh, that is my favorite Hitchcock movie, is Psycho. Same. Well, it is, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. So, well, there goes our ranking. But <laughs> I, I have it, to. Just, I mean, yeah. there's no other option in my. I eyes. mean, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. I guess. There's. I mean, he has great movies, but to me, Psycho is what. Yeah. People think of the first thing they think of when they say Alfred Hitchcock is Psycho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised it made your top three because I, I was getting worried that it wasn't going to be anywhere on either of our lists, and I almost like oh, no, yeah. felt bad for not mentioning him. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm glad he made your top three. I'm glad I held off. So, all right, here we go. Um, hey, what's your top two? What's my number, number two. two. Yeah, this is um, <laughs> it's funny because I put this in my notes. Um, how this isn't on everybody's list but it's not on your list because it was on your honorable mentions and uh my number two is bruce from jaws oh yes dude i'm so fucking jaws Jaws. man oh my god are you kidding me another one i like you know me jaws is one of my favorite movies of all time are you kidding me Me it's like it's it's one of those rare movies where it's like perfect like i wouldn't change a single shot from that movie no but um jaws man i said it before like i couldn't go swimming in the ocean, let alone a pool, without looking into the deep end and go, seeing like, if there the was a toilet. shark. Like, he's going to come through the toilet and get me. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Um, I'm just so grateful for that movie. I'm so grateful for Spielberg for making that movie and taking a chance on that movie. And um, like you said, it's the first summer blockbuster, that iconic score. Um, Donna, Donna, Donna. The sequels are fun. They're they're not the masterpiece that the original great. is. I, I don't. Yeah, awesome. I I, I like Jaws two a lot. Yeah, I love Jaws two. And I know um I know a lot of like shark lovers and stuff like. And I am too. Blame like, this movie. Just... Blame this movie for like a lot of the fear of sharks and great whites. But you, you that I feel like that's a little unfair. I mean, it's it just goes to show how first of all how effective the movie was. Right. And how good of a movie it was. So you have to recognize that. But like you can't blame a movie for like its reaction on society. Like that's that's super unfair. But I also think I you can flip it and say like the point of that movie is almost to like leave them alone. It's their the ocean is their environment. Yeah. Leave them be let them be. Don't fuck with it's their environment. They're gonna they want they need to eat just like us. Yeah. Um and like even in the movie when they're killing the sharks, I feel bad when they have the scene when they get the one shark that's obviously not Jaws Bruce. And they're like slitting him up. I'm like, damn, that poor shark. Yeah. It's just slaughtered just because they're trying to catch a killer shark that's just doing its thing. And to me, um, it actually had the opposite effect on me. Like, I was scared shitless. But as I grew older, I actually had a fascination with sharks. And I loved watching, uh, you know, Shark Week on Discovery Channel. I feel like uh, Jaws played a big role in that. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. If I'm in the ocean and I see a great white next to me, I'm going to be shit in my pants. But, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to be like, ooh, fascinating. No, I'm going to be scared. I'm going to think of Joel's and be like, <laughs> yeah. And I want to go back to what we said when you talked about it earlier. It's the fear because when they're in the water and you don't see the shark, it's so much more terrifying because you don't know where it is. Yeah. And that's his domain. That's her, the shark's domain. So it's just the way he filmed it is it's so mm-hmm. it's a it's a masterpiece, that movie. Because yeah. not only when we see the shark, but when we don't, it's like, okay, when's the shark going to come? When is he going to get them? It's just, it's, it, there's just nothing that compares to Jaws. And I mean, Spielberg, he's still at it today, but he, what he accomplished at the start of his career with that, I mean, it's just, wow. Yeah. And um, just a quick shout out. It's, it is based on a true story. It actually happened in yes. New Jersey. The killing. Yes, I, was so I actually, Jersey, shout out. yeah. So a uh, shout out to uh, all the victims that lost their lives. I actually work up, in the area um now where it happened and i drive past it's in uh matawan new jersey i drive past where the actual um original shark attack happened with the little boy playing in the river and um there's a there's an artist i think it was in weird new jersey if you if you ever read that magazine he painted like a mural because there's like a little sewer uh tunnel that goes out into the river and he painted like um a shark's mouth around it so it's like a shark so it's like a little honorary tribute to it so I think that's pretty cool. I, I drive past it all the time while I'm up at work. And uh, quick shout out to Jersey, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I also work in that one. So Same with uh, Friday the Thirteenth. We didn't we didn't uh, yep. shout out Jersey for that original. too. Yeah, it takes yeah place and in it's, New Jersey, it takes place in New Jersey too. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a fake county in New Jersey, but yeah, it's um, but it's, it's it actually New Jersey. It takes place in Jersey. So yeah. Well, I'm so happy that Joel's made your list because I was like, oh, I was God, so dude. anxious. Over I that. like. I yeah. was like seething that it wasn't in your top 10. I was like, honorable mentions. What the fuck? But when I had you heard to my explanation. To... I just had to like, you know, I was just like, oh, no, I don't accept it. I don't accept it. I don't accept it. Fucking terrifying. Name, it's so funny. Name something cause... more terrifying than a giant 25 foot great white man eating <laughs> shark. I mean, come on. <laughs> it did terrify me. Yeah. All right. Let's. This is so funny because you're my number. You're number two was my honorable mention and my number two was one of your honorable mentions that i'm yeah. mad at you for yeah what's your favorite scary movie man it's fucking <laughs> ghost chase come yeah. on oh yeah. <laughs> saw that coming <laughs> roger l jackson all right let's hear it not, let's hear it he needs all right he needs to win an award for his voice acting because he is the consistent throughout all five gonna be six movies yeah so that's the one consistent and what i want to comment on you brought up is because you couldn't really bring yourself to include it because there's someone different behind the mask, you know, mm-hmm. my opinion on it. And actually, if you watch the doc, uh, interviews for the scream five that came out last year, Nev Campbell actually said this exactly how I feel. She's a babe lover. Oh, she's the best. She is the final girl. But anyway, mm-hmm. the new directors, they were like trying to be practical with like, how do we shoot him to like, kind of like hide his height or like, cause you know, the killers are different heights and all that. Yeah. And she was like, Guys, you're thinking too much into it. Like Wes said, once that costume and mask's on, the killer becomes Ghostface. It doesn't matter who's under the mask. Ghostface is his own entity once you put that mask on. And that's how I look at it too, is that until the killers are revealed at the end of every movie, yeah, Ghostface is its own being. It's just its own iconic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if they don't, they don't match the height. Who cares? It's just because it's Ghostface. Oh, the whole yeah. entire movie. I always thought that was stupid too. Yeah. So that's that my kind of argument to what you were saying. Um, you had to pick because there's so many different killers. To me, it's Ghostface until the end of every movie. It's just okay. Ghostface. So I don't know if that makes sense to you and the listeners, but that's where I come at come mm-hmm. at it from. Is that 
he's just once they put on the costume they get this other this ghost face power that's how he you know he's mm. sprinting doing whatever he's catching up to everybody he seems bigger than the actual killer because it's ghost face that's my okay. argument to why he earns his spot as a villain because he's not he is a real human underneath the mask he's not a freddy krueger or jason but it's just he's the same in every movie literally the same in every movie until the killer is revealed it's just so i mean we were kids in elementary school everyone was ghost face it's literally the costume of halloween ghost face mm. it's it's like the it reinvented he reinvented the slasher icon in the mid 90s when the genre was like super stale uh, I mean, like I said, the lines, you hang up with me again, I'll gut you like a fish. I mean, hello, Sydney. These are all-time cinema lines for me. I mean, you still didn't tell me your name. You know, why is that? Because I want to know who I'm looking at. That's terrifying on the phone with Casey Becker <laughs> yeah. in the opening. It's so good. And Scream 2 is my, I mean, if you know me, Scream 2 is so special to me. So I think the two screams that take place in the 90s and not the 2000s that more than deserve earn Ghostface a spot on this list. I mean, I can go on all day about Ghostface and Scream, so I don't want to. But <laughs> yeah, I know. He is he's my number two, especially to me. And like I said, we're 90s kids, and when we went to school for Halloween, yeah. people came, everyone was Ghostface at one point. Very special to me. Um, yeah, he, there's no way he wasn't going to end up on my list, Ghostface. I, I, that's, that, those are good points, and that's part of what my struggle was, and that's why I flip-flopped, but, um, I guess the only comment I would have to that is um, a big criteria for me in liking um, a Scream movie in terms of like my rankings in the franchise is the reveal. I'm a big fan of the reveal at the end. And if it's not a great reveal, um, it kind of lowers the movie as a whole for me. So I guess because I, I appreciate the reveal at the end so much, it's hard for me to separate the two. I know, like you said, like he's his own entity when before the reveal, but because the reveal is so important to me, it kind of it's hard for me to do that. So that's that's kind of my only comment on that. And um, but yeah, talk about like you said, icon of the '90s. He is the slasher icon that helped the '90s, you know, chug along. He, I mean, that really, franchise yeah. and Ghostface and Scream reinvigorated the horror genre when oh. it was out of style and stale. So um. Yeah, and I think both are perfect because I think the reveal and that <laughs> are perfect because you know how I feel. But, I have uh, strong opinions, but we will I, save that. Uh, we will we're save gonna that. Get into yeah. it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I can go on endlessly about his lines, but like, I just want to give Roger L. Jackson another shout out because we ne- obviously we never see him. He's just the voice, but mm-hmm. that's a voice that's also like just as important as Chucky's voice, Brad Dorf. I mean, he's Ghostface. Yeah. He's the voice of Ghostface. So yeah. Um, it was never not going to be my top two. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Ghostface, yeah. Um, it's going to be um interesting. Uh, Scream Six. Um, we'll we'll see how uh they play on that because um not to spoil it for people that are avoiding spoilers. Uh, I guess mute the episode. But in the trailer, um, he even says like I'm not the same. What what what's right. the line? Like I'm not I'm the same. Ghostface. Different. I'm, I'm something, something different. different. So I wonder if they're going to play on that and the comments that Wes and Neve made. Um, do you yeah, know I, I mean? want to go. Um, I want to do an episode of like what we want or what we uh think's gonna happen in Scream Six. So I'll, we'll get to that at some yeah. point before. Because you're out, saying but, uh, that like when they don the costume, they all kind of elevate themselves into this one right. entity. And now they're literally maybe, commenting on like. But right. maybe now they're gonna comment on that and. Right. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. So, 
Um, hopefully you like it. I mean, you're gonna like it because it's Scream. But well, I mean, it's Scream Six. Six has a lot of potential, but it's also taking some huge risks, starting yeah. with not having the lead of the franchise. So it, I'm, yeah. it's my favorite franchise, but I'm very, you know, I love okay. Scream. I don't want anyone to ruin my precious baby. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, that comes and, out soon. So I think we're gonna be yes. start covering uh, some of those. We're gonna do some episodes. Yeah, I want to do at least soon. the first movie, and then I want to do an episode of what we want or things gonna happen in Scream Six, and then we'll do like a ranking after the movie, and then get into the sequels at some point. Um, okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right, here we go. Uh, our number one. <laughs> um, I guess it's I guess it's a bit anticlimactic, um, especially if you're watching on YouTube. But um, do you want to do it together, or yeah. I mean, we should just do it, talk it, talk about it together. Yeah, we're gonna but, have um, to go all in. Uh, my number one is Michael Myers, the shape. And I mean, was what? there any my number doubt? one? My number one is Michael Myers, the shape. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Wow, that's a shocker. Yeah, he I mean, it's it's a no brainer. He is the horror yeah. icon. Yes. it's Michael Myers. He's the slasher. Yeah. Um. The t- and I think it's cool because I know you screen pays so much homage homage to Halloween. I mean, look at their masks; they're both white, and it's just so. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, Michael Myers is he's the OG slasher as we know it. You know the once we got the whole slasher rules and all that stuff. You know the slasher yep. cliches. He created all of that, and what I love about Michael Myers is, is especially. I mean, some of the sequels. You know. Eh, they get into too much explanation, but uh, the first one is just so mysterious. He's the shape. Mm-hmm. We don't have an yeah. explanation why he's yeah. doing what he's doing. And John Carpenter, he just uses him so perfectly. I mean, how we can talk about iconic shots. What shot in that movie isn't iconic of him? I mean, when he's a kid, when he's outside holding the knife in the crown costume, but then when we get him as adult Michael Myers, when he's standing outside the house across the street, when Tommy's looking at him, I mean, Mm-hmm. It, when he appears in the shadows when Laurie's in the house and he just slow John Carpenter films it he's like coming out of the darkness approaching his prey it's just oh it, he's perfect Michael Myers especially the yeah. like even if you break it down even if there was just one movie the 1978 movie he would still be my number one that's how yeah. perfect it was yeah we can spend two hours on not only the movie but just Michael Myers I mean it was the first uh slasher movie I'd ever seen as a kid right. and um just so fucking scary um i remember like actually thinking as a kid like i would watch that movie and then i would like go to bed at night and i couldn't sleep and i would think to myself yeah "Yeah, i would think to myself like shit he could be in my neighborhood he can be outside my house in your closet he could be yeah he could be in my closet and then i would have to like um i would have to remember like okay no this place takes place in illinois like he's far (laughs) away he would have to like take a bus all the way to new jersey like i would try to rationalize it in my brain why he wouldn't be in my specific neighborhood. That's how effective and how scary he was. So you know what's uh, scary about him, like obviously compared to Jason is all for the kills. Michael is for the stalk and then mm-hmm. the kill. He yeah. likes to like torment. Oh yeah. And slowly take his time and play. And mm-hmm. he, you know, it's a game for him. He wants to lead up to that. And he, he stalks his, I think stalking the stalking is the most horrifying, terrifying part of it. It's so and his, yeah. we didn't even talk about his breathing alone is iconic. <laughs> the oh, yeah. breathing shots alone. It's just oh you you commented so on how like in the original we he's just the shape and we don't get much backstory and then the sequels it kinda 
maybe takes it too far. Um, and some of them, I was, not all I them, was, yeah, I was, um, I definitely agree with you. Um, but I'm coming around, um, to the fact that we have these different timelines now and these different I wars. I kind of like having options. It's literally um, a choose your own adventure. Like what are you yeah. for tonight? What kind I'm of starting to appreciate that. And like, I'm not a huge, uh, I guess you call it Thorn trilogy guy, but now that we have other options, it's making me look at that one. Like, yeah. okay. Like the fact that I have this other option, I don't have to love this other one. So it actually makes me like it a little bit better. If that makes sense. I agree. Because no, I it's agree. like, I'm... like you said, it's a pick your own. I like so cannot, I, love, yeah. I used to I used to hate the curse of Michael Myers, like despise it with a passion. Yeah. Because it it in my opinion it goes way too far into yeah. the whole and like ex- oh, it yeah. makes Michael Myers seem like it, yeah. not the Michael Myers we know. But I'm coming around to that just for like how vicious he is in it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But um it's just something about those first two movies though that just I know. Oh, it's just perfection and he's I know we're the way both, he even uh, walks. I know we're both big fans of the original sequel too. I know a lot of people. Oh, that's love my Halloween well, too. Uh, first of all, those people but, can just just get away from me. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't understand the hate for Halloween too. It's amazing. It's literally the most like the original. The original is regarded as one of the best movies of all time. Not even horror movies. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand that. But even though when he tilts his head, it's just so everything he does, all of his mm-hmm. movements are what we think of when we think of a horror slasher, the iconic mm. head tilt. How many horror movies are oh, trying yeah. to imitate that? You know, my how everything. Kill. Bob. Exactly, Bob. Yeah, my favorite when he just, right here. And you know what yeah. it is? Because he's, he's admiring <laughs> he's admiring his art. He's admiring the kill. I like how he so sets like, the body. It, it tells you that something's in there, but it never gives it away, like what he's thinking. Right. But you know, like, the gears are moving because, like you said, not only does he admire the kills, but he stages the kills. I mean, in the bedroom where he stages the pumpkin, the jack-o'-lanterns, I mean. So he knows what what is scary, like, for his victims. When he's stalking them, he's like, I'm going to stage these kills because it's going to freak them out. So he's not totally gone. So it's like, that's even more mysterious to me, the fact that, like, you don't know just how much. Like, does he understand people when they're talking to him? Or is he just like you know, laser focused on, uh, you know, killing. So yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say. Um, just a quick comment on my list. I know a theme. Um, I think you pointed it out a couple, uh, episodes ago. You said how I kind of like more backstory and stuff. And I like to, um, dive into the villains. I just want to point out that my top three villains, uh, Jason jaws and Michael, none of them talk. So I do appreciate a mysterious villain that just kind of is in the shadows and stuff and doesn't have dialogue. So that's an example of when done right. I do appreciate that. So I I just wanted to point that out that, uh, you know, I don't always like the super layered villains, you know? Yeah, this, I mean, number one, I mean, it really could not be another number one. I mean, the blackest eye, the devil's eyes, that's, it's Michael Myers, man. I mean, he is the (laughs) mascot of Halloween. He is the first thing that he was my introduction to the slasher genre when i was six years old uh i remember my dad's like do you know who michael myers i'm like no who's michael myers and then you know he we went to rent the movie mm, from the video yeah, store yeah. and just i <laughs> fell in love it's that movie it's just perfect it's perfect and mm. michael myers is the ultimate it will never not be number one in my book yeah and i can't wait to get awesome. to this franchise talk about getting into movies this it's, franchise yeah. is going to be a fun one we have so much to get to. We are just yeah. scratching the surface on this podcast. So I'm really looking forward to that. Why don't we uh, run through our lists? 
okay. one more time. Um, you can go first. You can just go All from right. 10 to 1 just to give a quick recap. All right. So my number 10 is The Fisherman from I Know What You Did Last Summer, Ben Willis. Number 9, Jack Torrance, The Shining. Number 8, Hannibal Lecter, Sons of the Lambs. Number 7, Chucky, Child's Play franchise. Number 6, Kurt Bar- Barlow from Salem's Lot. Number 5, The Badass Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. Number four, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. Number three, Norman Bates, Psycho. Number two, Ghostface from the Scream franchise. And number one, Mikey Myers. Michael Myers from Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So you have the uh, you have the big three, Jason, Freddy, and Michael all in your top five, right? Yeah, there's yeah. No, I know it's like cliche, but there's no, no way. No, no, that's me. I mean Slasher is your go to. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll just run through my top ten. So number ten, we have um, Vince Vaughn's from Psycho. I mean, uh, sorry, no, Dracula. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we got Dracula. Number nine, Pinhead, super creepy Pinhead. Go check that out. Number uh, from Hellraiser, of course. Number eight, Freddy Krueger. Um, uh, people are thinking to be upset at me that he's only number eight, but I gotta stay true. Dude, I have Ben Willis Fisherman on my list. No one's gonna be upset at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number seven, uh, the headless horseman. Love the headless horseman. I love that pick, no, by the way. Number six, uh, Doctor William Weir from Event Horizon. Go watch that movie again, Anthony. It's fucking creepy as hell. Love that movie. Number five, Hal Nine Thousand, the creepiest robot in cinema history. And then we get the big guys, Jack Torrance at number four. I mean, Jack Nicholson, so freaking iconic. Jason Voorhees at number three, um, just like the brute of a slasher villain so iconic number two we got jaws i mean what can you say about jaws just a giant great white shark and of course number one <laughs> michael myers there was never any doubt yes um i didn't know we knew what we your started, list was but i knew the same number we knew our number yeah. ones we yeah knew. <laughs> um so this yeah. week for our number split up it's going to be different because we can't say who agrees with our number one it's going to have to be who agrees with our overall list more because we both have the same number one mm-hmm Okay. Yeah, let's so do that. We'll so we'll do the poll uh, like that. Who agrees with who's we'll, listening more? Yeah. Yeah. So our poll this week, guys, please vote um on Spotify and Twitter and Instagram and stuff. It's gonna be who agrees with our top ten list the most, I guess. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I know everyone's is gonna be different, but who do you uh who do you like the most? And, and uh, we wanna hear give from us you our too. Top 10. Yeah, yeah, give us yours, top ten. Give us yours. Um if we missed anybody, if you're pissed off that we didn't include anybody, definitely let us know. Um, I think we covered a lot of the big guys, though, pretty much. Um, yeah, and that's why we had to do honorable mentions because there's so I was many. surprised that you didn't have any more uh, Carpenter, like The Thing and stuff. I was a little surprised. No, that's why I gave him a shout out in the because the sci fi. I love The Thing. It's, I mean, it's awesome, but I had it. Yeah. It's not top 10 villain for me, at least. Christine. Yeah. Christine is, I know. <laughs> I felt so bad not bringing up Christine, but I, yeah. I couldn't put a car on my list, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. I, I had a lot of fun with this episode. I, I thought it was a really great episode. Yeah, this episode, is a good so. special. Yeah. I can't wait to do more rankings. We'll we'll get into um our favorite modern, like post two thousand villains down the road. And um we definitely want to do more of these lists. So um if you guys have any ideas or suggestions for ranking lists for us, it could be anything. It could be certain characters like favorite final girls or it can be uh certain genres like favorite um movies from a certain genre we we want to do a bunch of different creative lists so definitely um give us your suggestions because we could definitely use it and uh 
yeah, I had a ton of fun. Uh, those were two solid lists. Um, any any final thoughts, Anthony? Yeah, no, I liked our uh, how our lists were like a little similar, but they also were so much so different. So I think mm-hmm. that was cool. Yeah, awesome. Again, you can uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram at Never Split Up Pod, and uh, the polls will be on Twitter. They're going to be probably posted on Instagram because you can't do it as a yeah, post; it's only that. a story. It's so annoying. So uh, later on in the and week, Spotify we'll post that too. as a story. And yeah, if you listen on Spotify, the poll will be on Spotify. Definitely vote, um, and then the winner will get an advantage for next week's episode. Do you want to announce next week's episode, Anthony? Yeah, so we're going to get into the holiday spirit of love, and we're going to cover the original My Bloody Valentine, just before Valentine's Day. So you have that ready for you guys to listen or watch right before the holiday. So that'll be a fun one, the original 1981. And if you guys want to watch it, either buy the Blu-ray from Scream Factory or it's on HBO Max, <laughs> but make sure when you click it, you go to the extras and watch the extended version because the original theatrical release, the MPAA, made them cut out all the bloody kills. So you want to make sure you get it in all of its full bloody glory. So mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be a fun one to cover. That's another that's, cool killer, the minor. Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah. That's that's actually a cool killer too. So um, that's on HBO Max, you said? Yes, I believe it might okay. be on Prime too, but I know HBO Max has the extended cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely watch the extended cut. I'm excited for that, so that'll get us into the uh, the Valentine's uh, week. It'll give you guys time to listen to that, um, cuddle up next to your uh, your loved one, and and listen to that episode. That's going to be fun. But for now, this is the Never Split Up podcast. Thanks so much for listening and watching on YouTube. We'll see you guys next week. See you later. <laughs>